Hi, Connectors. Thank you for tuning in again for another episode of Connect with the Podcast. On this episode, I am chilling, hanging out with, connecting with comedian Chanel Ali. I am so excited about this episode. Yes, again, I'm excited because I've known Chanel now for a couple of years and to see her growth is so amazing and I'm just so proud of her. So without further ado... You know what to do. Sit back, relax, do what you do, whatever you do while listening to a podcast, and let's get connected. Connected. Thank you so much for having me in your house. Oh, come on. Thank you for having me. This is awesome because it's like I know you in real life. Yeah. And I know that you do this really dope thing. The whole Ants Connected thing. Yeah. yeah. Say it again. Ants Connected. I like how you say that. How do I say it? You say like Ants Connected. How do you say it? Ants Connected. Okay, okay, good. Glad we're on the same page. We are. No, thank you so much for having me here in your home, your studio. I love it. Yeah? Yeah. It's comfortable, right? I love it. Yeah. How are you? I'm great. Life is really good right now. I, I cannot complain. Yeah. Hello, connectors. I am here with comedian Chanel Ali. She is in the Brooklyn area. You may have seen her in Harlem at Silvana. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you're in Brooklyn at the Knitting Factory or at Littlefield, yeah. which is where I saw you. And I was so proud of you. Oh, man. It was so, it was so dope that you were there that night. Yeah, because it was an important night for me. Yeah? Yeah, definitely. Why? I felt, I felt like it was kind of my introduction to the mainstream comedy, you know, the greater Brooklyn area. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's one of the main shows here. Yeah? And I was one of the lesser known on the bill. And I really... And you killed it. Yeah. You killed it. I did work. I did Connectors. Work. So if you're familiar with, who is it? Wyatt Snack, mm-hmm. Neil Brennan. Yes. Neil Brennan. Yeah. Um, Carlos. Jordan Carlos. Who's the other Mark comedian? Barra, yeah. Uh, Ramon Rivas. Yes. The really... only... I was the only woman on the show. Yes. And, and... she... Killed it. I was so proud of you. Like, my cheeks were hurting. Oh, great. Yes. I was really comfortable. Like, as soon as I got out that, I was I was like, I know where I am. I know exactly what I want to do. And mm-hmm. I felt like that crowd embraced me, mm-hmm. you know? Like, they really let me introduce myself yeah. as kind of an outsider or as a newbie here. Really? And afterwards, everybody just kept asking me, like, well, what part of Brooklyn do you live in? Like, welcome to the community. Mm-hmm. Like, it was... Really, they embraced me. Yo, it was really good to be there that night. Because you you killed it, and you looked so good up there. Mm-hmm. Like, you were just chilling with the crew, <laughs> you know? Just doing some jokes. Yeah, and yeah. you made me laugh. Like, I really don't laugh a lot. Right, you're very, you're one of those hard audience members. Really? Yeah, you are. Uh, but it's not a bad thing. It's not okay. a bad thing. Because when you laugh, it's very, very genuine. And you True. laugh big. When you really laugh, yeah. yes, we, we appreciate you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, that means something. Because it's not like I don't think the other jokes aren't funny. 
It's just not like, ha, 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 ha. It's just like one of those kind of funny. It's like. It's kind of like you want to nod like, oh, I see what you. Right. What you, did. you know, mm-hmm. LOL. Mm-hmm. But I'm not really LOLing, you know? Yeah. You know? So do you find that for you, it has to be kind of abstract? It has to like, you, they have to say something that's pretty surprising that you they hadn't anticipated. That's what really pushes you over the edge. I don't know. Mm. Don't worry. Hmm. I never really analyzed mm. that. That's funny. Because that's kind of how we write certain jokes. Like, sometimes we'll write a joke, like, this is a funny joke, but sometimes we'll push against it to take it somewhere unexpected. Mm-hmm. And that's usually what makes something hilarious, mm-hmm. you know? It's kind of that unexpected jolt yeah. that cuts the tension, and then you get the huge rolling <laughs> laughter. Yeah. Hmm. Wow, that's so interesting, comedy. It is. It's like... The strongest drug I've tried, I think. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> well, I won't um, make you disclose that information now. But, um, yeah. But this show is about you. Mm-hmm. So, Chanel, who are you? Where are you from? Oh, Let the people know. Who are you? Wow. I didn't anticipate that question. What? Who am I? Yes. Oh. Um, so, my name is Chanel Lee. Okay. And I was born in Camden, New Jersey. Hello. Yeah, which is right outside of Philadelphia, so it's it's pretty close. Mm-hmm. Um, but I moved around a ton when I was a kid. Most of my life, I lived in Northern California. Moved back to Philly when I was eighteen. I went to college there. I went to Temple, and then um, started comedy and tried it for the first time and had one of those huge epiphanies where you're like, "Oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. This, oh, this is that thing," and now. Everything else feels like a waste of time, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So you're from Camden, New Jersey, mm-hmm. originally. Yeah, that's where I was born. How long were you there? I think I lived there until I was maybe about seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I moved uh, to Alaska. What? Yeah, I moved Alaska? To Alaska. Yeah. How was that? Yeah. It was interesting. When you're a kid, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. You know, you get to do skiing and sledding for PE. In elementary really? school. Yeah, that's that was like gym class. They would teach you how to ski. We had like a huge kind of like mountain what? in the back. Yeah, yeah. We had an ice skating rink at our school. Whoa. Yeah. So it was cool as a kid, you know. Yeah. But I can understand for adults, it was like, this is ridiculous. I don't know why people do it, really. But people are really nice there, I felt. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's a certain part of the year where mm. there's like no light. Yes. Yeah. How is that? Um, As a kid, I remember really not liking it and not thinking it was cool at all because sometimes it would be so dark out all the time and you wanted to just go outside. You wanted to go outside and play. Mm -hmm. And it just felt like, as a kid, you shouldn't be outside this late. (laughs) All the time it would feel like that. And then other times when it stayed light, you have no no idea what time it was. Sometimes there would be a curfew and the cops would come around and tell you, like, (laughs) you guys are playing basketball and the cops are like, you guys know it's like 11 o'clock at night. No way! (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, because people don't know. People don't know. Sometimes you get, if you're outside playing, imagine like you're outside playing, sweating, mm-hmm. playing with your friends. You could play basketball for hours. We would do that for hours and hours and hours. And if the sun is not going down, right. then it just you, time escapes you, you know? That can be awful. Yeah. I don't know how adults Like psychologically. Could, yeah, exactly. That's why I don't know how adults could handle or how they do handle it. Because as a kid, I feel like it was... It was fine, but <laughs> if I didn't just, have, you know, I didn't have to 
really be an adult in it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking like um, I was in Abu Dhabi over the summer oh, last I'm summer. So no, don't be jealous. I'm going back. Come. You can't like, just you can't just say come to Abu Dhabi all the time. I mean, just come. We can't just all go to Abu Dhabi. Okay, everyone, connectors, come to Abu Dhabi. Here's oh the gosh. invitation now. But anyway, so I was there last summer, and because it's hot during the day, they're sleeping during the day. And so mm. at two o'clock in the morning, babies are like playing on the playground. And it's like It's dark out? Yes. Oh, because it's cool. But it's enough. cooler. Do you not know what time it is? Yes. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Going back to you mm-hmm. after Alaska, mm. where did you go? I moved to California. Okay. And I lived there until I was about seventeen. Um, what part of California? Northern Cali, about 30 minutes outside of Sacramento, mm-hmm. a town called Vacaville, Spanish for um, Cowtown. Okay. Makes sense, right? Cowtown. Cowtown? Vacaville. I don't it's, get it. <laughs> it's, you know, it's one of those places that people don't really go, but uh-huh. um, I don't know. I like the weather. I like the weather there. And then I moved to um, Philadelphia to go to college. I went to Temple, okay. Temple U, and um, I had a great college experience. I felt like I got exposed to so much art in Philadelphia for so cheap because it's one of those cities that you can go see a lot of art for free and you can go see a lot of local artists doing incredible things like Jill Scott and The Roots and you know I just got exposed to that culture so fast like we had The Roots at our homecoming at Temple yeah a lot of that stuff was for free yeah definitely yeah and I also when I you know just got involved with the city, I felt like I met a lot of artists who were professional musicians and, Mm -hmm. you know, they were just kind of living that life. And once I graduated college, I kind of wanted to give it a shot. And I just didn't take it serious for a a while because it's Mm. one of those things that's kind of hard to fathom, right? Yeah. Like, I decided I wanted to be a stand-up comedian. When were you exposed to your first experience with comedy? Oh, man, like stand-up comedy specifically? Yeah, like... Like when did I see the first live show? Yeah. How did you know comedy was where you were headed? Uh, I think I just always really appreciated laughter. Mm-hmm. Like I just used to think that laughing was just the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And anything that had to do with making people laugh seemed just like the coolest thing to me. Yeah. And whenever I would watch like funny movies, I always wanted to be in them. I always wanted to write things like that. Mm-hmm. And whenever I would watch stand-up comedy, I would always think, I can do that. I think I understand what this is. I think yeah. I can do that. But it was kind of like one of those things I just wasn't w- willing to try for a long time. But I, I tell you all the time, connectors, I know Chanel from law school. Since I first met her, I always told her, you're so silly. <laughs> right. That's true. So, like, that's why I'm just so interested in knowing when I... Yeah, became, like, Chanel the comedian, like... I think it was just when I tried it, really. Mm -hmm. I think it was just... Once I convinced myself that it was something that I was capable of, Mm -hmm. then it was like, well, I should just keep doing it. I should just keep trying it and working at it and kind of see what happens. But I just kind of remember doing it and then making a decision that I wouldn't deny myself of it, Mm -hmm. of trying it. And then... It's like once you try it once, and then you try it twice, and then you it just kind of steamrolls. <laughs> yeah, you know. And you say, <clears throat> sorry, okay. about 
being exposed to art Mm -hmm. at a young age, do you think that played a big role in diving into comedy? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I really, all of my closest friends were artists, Mm -hmm. especially in Philadelphia, Mm -hmm. Um, in various forms, like musicians, like painters, you know, producers. Yeah. And I was always drawn to surrounding myself with those type of people, but not understanding where I fit in and Mm -hmm. why I was so comfortable there. And then I realized that stand-up comedy is just kind of like my medium Mm -hmm. for art. You know, like that's just what I am in that that scene. Yeah. Like he's, he plays the bass and he plays the piano. I do stand-up comedy. And it just kind of like, for me, it was like, oh, I understand who I am and Mm -hmm. I understand what part I am. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I get that. My first episode was with um, Soul Lab. Um, He's a DJ in Baton Rouge. Mm -hmm. And he introduced me, kind of, sort of, to more to hip-hop. And he taught me about the four elements of Mm hip-hop. And what you're saying is, like, where do you fit in? What's mm-hmm. like your place? What's mm-hmm. your element? Mm-hmm. I get that. Cool. In California mm-hmm. is where like you spent your teenage years. Mm-hmm. Did you ever try comedy then? No, but I always would like. Um, I was always a public speaker in high school. Mm-hmm. Like I ran for student council, and um, I ran for like senior president or something like that. And I was always speaking. Like I would host the rallies sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know. I just always knew from a very young age that I was very comfortable talking to people. Mm-hmm. And if, if you needed me to stand in front of people yeah. and talk to them in any capacity, yeah. I could do it if you asked me to. Yeah. And it's just like anytime I had that opportunity, I always was very good at it. Mm-hmm. And um, debates, I was really good at that in high school. Yeah. And um, just kind of all those things. But still, I was so focused on my studies I was such a good student I was so focused on you gotta go to college then you have to go to grad school then you have to get a good job that I never really acknowledged those strengths Mm -hmm. I just kind of did it what was your major um at Temple advertising but I was a copywriter so it was kind of writing Mm -hmm. I still took a lot of writing courses but I I took a lot of business courses too and Mm. um, a little art and design courses too I think in in the long run it was a very good choice even though I thought I was being very businessy. It was mm-hmm. still pretty creative and still allowed me to be exposed to art at school. So I think in the long run, it's a good it's a good major mm-hmm. if you want to not use it. <laughs> Where did you see yourself at the end of college? Mm, I think I saw myself as a lawyer. <laughs> I think I was like, I oh, I was a paralegal for a while. Okay. And that's when I tried stand-up comedy, mm-hmm. was that year mm-hmm. as a paralegal right after I graduated. But at my, my goal in being a paralegal was really just to get prepared for law school because mm. I was just convinced that that was the... I was in the same in the same vein that I've talked about being comfortable speaking to people. I felt comfortable in courtrooms speaking to people. Mm, I felt comfortable um, standing up like, you know, that the way they used to call on us in school. Yeah. I felt very comfortable talking and, and kind of intellectually connecting with someone. Mm-hmm. And so... It made sense to me at the time for me to just go do that. Yeah. But then I tried stand-up comedy mm-hmm. pretty much right when I was on my way to grad school. I tried it. And then it was like a lot of conflict in my brain. I felt like for a good year and a half, maybe two, 
Because it felt like I had to put everything on pause. Mm-hmm. It felt like I ha- I had just kind of towed into that scene. Yeah. And then of I was comedy. like, yeah, of comedy. I had mm-hmm. maybe done it maybe like five times, and was just you know which in the long run is nothing. <laughs> it, right. it barely counts for anything because it's one of those things you have to do every single night, couple times a night mm-hmm. for years to really find out if you're any good. It just takes that because you only have minutes yeah. on stage every time. It's one, it's not one of those things where you just can keep trying and trying and trying. Mm-hmm. It's you really have to work at it and get the, those minutes to decide if you really can be any good at it. Hmm, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Cheryl Underwood, she said that like she was a very good student mm-hmm. and all along her years um in school, her teachers would say, "Cheryl, you're funny." Did your teachers ever see that in you? Mm. Or was this something that you yourself discovered? No, people, I think in general, people would always tell me that I'm funny. People mm-hmm. would always tell me that I was like a comedian. People would ask me all the time if I was a comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's some, that's always been a constant in my life. I feel like even, even as a kid, uh-huh. people would say, when you grow up, you should be a comedian. Really? Yeah, definitely. But I just never acknowledged that. <laughs> Ever, just... even for a second. Because to me, it was just so ridiculous. And it I just was like, said, Who? I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. What do you know, kid? Right. I just <laughs> I told know. you this morning, Chanel, why are you so silly? <laughs> Connectors. So, again, I just saw her at the Night Train. Mm-hmm. That's the name of it. Mm-hmm. The Night Train. And out of all of those comedians, mm-hmm. I said, Chanel, my belly was hurting oh. after her. Like, y'all, she did her thing. Who inspired your comedy? Um... I think early on, I was a big fan of Whoopi, mm-hmm. um, and some and some of her more serious roles too. Like Karina, Karina was just one of my favorite movies yeah, growing up, and she was. was very silly in that movie yeah. at times. And it also was so dope because she was so into jazz, mm. and it was just you know I just really liked that role that she played, and I liked a lot of her comedy. But then when I was in high school and I felt like in college, um, I really was a fan of Wanda Sykes. Yeah, And the Chappelle show was so huge for me when I was in high school. It was one of those things where whenever a new episode would come out, I could not wait to get to school early the next day mm-hmm. to talk about the sketches, to talk about what they did the night before. You At know? your school? Yeah, like me and my friends who just See, loved comedy. Like, this is... I didn't get that experience. Oh, no? No. I felt like the Chappelle show was just such a... It was like a pillar in the comedy discussion when mm-hmm. I was in high school. So, like, were your friends into comedy? Yeah, pretty much. We definitely all, if we were going to the movies, we were going to see comedies. Mm. I pre- as to this day, I pretty much only go to see comedies or scary movies. Wow. Yeah, pretty much. It's just so interesting to see, like, the difference in the art community. Mm-hmm. Like, co- um, co- comedians. I was going to call y'all com- <laughs> comedians. Like, <laughs> You can call comics. There's so many yeah, variations. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was just asking you the other day about the word comedian versus yeah. comedian. Yeah. Like, we, you know, words. I have, I have a lot of opinions, but <laughs> I I prefer comedian. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like that it, I, to me, it sounds like it doesn't matter. Yeah, to me, but I know and understand how to some people they could prefer comedian. Mm-hmm. I just maybe don't find it as pleasing to my ears. Okay. how do you feel about the oscars and how chris rock addressed oscars so white 
Mm. He might be mad at me, but I did not watch the Oscars. Oh, that's okay. Watch- yeah, um, I saw some clips though, and I think I saw his like monologue, mm-hmm. um, which was very, it was very, very good in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, at this point, he's probably the best man to do the job, and I think he did, he did what needed to be done. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the only part that I watched, and also the part where Stacey Dash came out. I watched yeah, that clip. That was weird. Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy how people will label a video as awkward, and you never think it's gonna feel like that and it's like oh now i'm uncomfortable (laughs) it was was like i watched it and i was yeah it was just i shuddered a little and i was like make this go i don't stop this i don't get it like please stop please no 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 wait no no yeah um i asked about chris I was going to call him Chris Tucker again. <laughs> just, um, tell, just be honest if you like Chris Tucker. I do. Cool. I think he's so silly. He I is. Really, he's so silly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like him. Chris Rock. Yeah. Because he has like this big platform, um, he's almost expected to say, stand up for us. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, like, do you feel that you have to use your platform as a comedian mm-hmm. with your platform mm-hmm to stand up for us? Um, I don't feel obligated to, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> I feel like to be true and to be honest to who I am as a writer and an artist, mm-hmm. I can't not write about it, mm-hmm. you know? Because it's a constant that I live in, too. Mm-hmm. So I think that I have a lot of race material. I think I have a fair amount, yeah. <laughs> honestly. I would say maybe half of my jokes um, address race in some some fashion. But I always try to do it in a way that comes from something very honest. Yeah. I'm always addressing something that's not super far-fetched or like something that's not a crazy embellishment on what really happens in everyday life. Mm-hmm. So it's just natural that I'm going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I think, I hope that stand-up comedy always talks about it for as long as it's a reality, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I love your writing style compared to other women comedians. Oh, yeah. And I love how, like, you do address us mm-hmm. and our struggle yeah. and fighting for the people. <laughs> and you also write about everything mm-hmm. and not just sex. Yeah. And I, I'm so proud of you for that. I love how you use your world and you connect with us and not have to go all the way down to the panties yes yeah so i have like a billion sky miles a billion like a billion like a a lot of sky miles and you can go anywhere in the whole wide world Mm -hmm. and you can take someone with you Mm -hmm. or you can go to that place places where these people are to share your art yeah. And to get advice or inspiration from this person, these people. So I have to pick a person? People. It doesn't matter. I have like a billion. You can go anywhere. Oh man, but like just comedy advice? Any advice. But you have to share your art with this person. Okay. Your art being comedy. Can you give me an example of, of where you would go and who you would see? Yeah, of course. I would see, if she were here, mm-hmm. I would go see Whitney Houston. Lord. And just, like, as 
a singer. Yeah. How could I develop my career like she did? Mm-hmm. And just like as a person, how do you connect still with yourself and be true to yourself mm-hmm. so that you can share your art with the world? Right. So I need my comedy equivalent of that. Mm-hmm. Man, it's it's weird because it's like I I, I want to believe that there is that one person that could kind of complete me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That could mold me and fix me the way I, I want to see myself being. But then there's part of me that thinks that that's that's not a real thing. Okay. You know what I mean? But I'm I'm I want to not be cheesy and say Dave Chappelle because why? That's not cheesy. It's not. No, because mm. I think he's a brilliant writer. Yeah, and also I think he has the knowledge about the industry enough that um he can really kind of diagnose what what kind what kind of artist you're going to be or what kind of stand-up comedian you're going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever seen him live? No, I don't think I have. Mm-hmm. No. So how do you know that? Um, I guess based on my the interviews that I've seen of him and mm-hmm. and on his comedy and when he really just has talked about his experiences in the industry. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's done a lot more um honest interviews about his experience than a lot of comedians have because mm. I feel like that's something that sometimes artists are they shy away from addressing especially in like an interview portion mm-hmm. hmm. anyone else uh, maybe Oprah yeah why are you laughing <laughs> because it's so funny to me why because <laughs> we just hanging out with Oprah no I think I would love to hang out with Oprah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, I think she's got a lot of knowledge yeah right yeah um do you ever watch her Super Soul Sundays sometimes and they're like deep right oh yeah I mean you know her meditation and yeah. stuff like that I, I feel like she knows she's got some knowledge okay connectors Chanel was the first person to introduce me to the 21-day meditation challenge. If you have not tried it, it is coming up soon, right? I think yeah. it's like March 21st, I believe. Yeah, you so, can sign up like now, I think. Yeah, and connectors, you know, it is important that you take some time and just connect with yourself and meditate. So... Yeah, go sign up for it. Yeah, meditation is so healthy. Yeah. 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 Oprah would be so awesome to chill with. Mm-hmm. It's like eating a tomato out of her garden. Exactly. You know? I just imagine like strolling through her garden. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That would be so awesome. So where do you see yourself? Or wait, do you have anyone else you would like to? You love music. Like every time mm-hmm. I'm over, every time I see you, you have your earphones in you're Mm -hmm. listening to music yeah who would you visit who would you want to see you do Mm. your thing Mm. anybody anybody maybe the roots crew i think that would be dope yeah yeah i think they i think they would like me (laughs) yeah no they would like you yeah yeah that would be dope yo quest love like, I know we don't know each other, but I think we should go see Chanel together and maybe your crew, maybe, like, back her up. Yes. That would be so awesome. Do some hits. Yeah. yeah. Da, 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 da. <laughs> that would be so awesome. Yeah, that would be cool. So, where do you see yourself in a year? Um, I really want to be touring nationally. 
Like, I want to be telling jokes everywhere, um, maybe even around the world if possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really want to get on TV. Yeah. Yeah, in a lot of capacities. Like, it would be cool to be on one of these MTV shows, like Girl Code or whatever. Yeah, I can see you. They're pretty silly, right? Yeah. Um, and I like that I feel like that's centrally located in New York where I can still have this as home base. Yeah. But, yeah, I really, I want to just spend the next year kind of really developing. I'm kind of rounding out my half hour. Mm-hmm. And... That's gonna be hopefully a, a project that I can film soon, and yeah, you know, yeah. I really, I really want to start putting out more content. So, you just started your career here mm-hmm. in New York. Yeah, like ten months ago. Wow. Yeah. What was your first experience like here? Um, you mean like comedy wise? Yeah. Uh, it was so difficult in the beginning. It felt really difficult. It was like I was just the new girl in town, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was, um, there's such a pretty tight-knit comedy community in Philly mm-hmm. that to come into such a huge comedy community, mm-hmm. it felt kind of hard to find friends and or a group, you know? Yeah. It was, there, it's such a huge scale. You, you told me earlier that this is the number one capital? This is the stand-up comedy capital of the world. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So what's the most famous um, comedy house here? Um, the Stand is pretty popular. Mm-hmm. That's in Manhattan. Um, there's a lot of older clubs like New York Comedy Club. These these kind of clubs have been around for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so connectors, if y'all hear background noise, <laughs> I I know I told you earlier. But I'm in Brooklyn, so that's Brooklyn noise. New York is loud. It's a loud place to live. Yeah, and we had the window closed, so that was probably a motorcycle or something. And this is a helicopter. A helicopter is passing. Yeah. Yeah. Don't mind the noise. Back to you, Chanel. (laughs) In this year um, of you being on TV, Mm -hmm. do you see yourself, would you say the stand? Yeah. That's the name of the, the comedy house? Yeah, the comedy club. The yeah. comedy, I keep saying comedy house. Is that like a such thing? A Sometimes. House? There's okay. some places that are called like something house, the laugh house. And okay. Like that. I knew something was, okay, yeah. so I'm not too far. Yeah. Okay. Yeah? Do you see yourself there? Yeah, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, yeah. I know I keep saying it, girl. You were so funny. Yeah? At the night train. Oh, yeah. yes. At the little... At little field. Little field. Yeah. So, where can we find you? Well, I have a website mm-hmm. uh, that I try to keep pretty updated with, like, my calendar and, you know, what I'm working on, what I'm doing. It's www.chanelali.com. It's Chanel like the perfume. Ali like Muhammad. Okay. Right. Um, any upcoming dates? Oh, yeah. Um, I actually have a show on March 11th at Broadway Comedy Club, which is in New York City. Um, that starts at seven thirty. Um, so that's that's a great one for people to come out to. Facebook. Um, you can actually find me on Instagram and Twitter. Yes. Chanel Ali, but it's like Chanel underscore underscore Ali. But if you just search me, it'll mm. it should come up. All right. Well, connectors. Do you want to say anything else, Chanel? Um. Thank you so much for having me. It's no, so, thank you. It's great to be a part of this part no. of your life. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank so you. So about those sky miles. Those. Uh huh. Those sky miles that you were talking about. Yeah, where you want to go? 
everywhere. Let's Come. Just go everywhere. Let's remember connectors. I travel. Let's connect. That's like what I do. Let's travel. Yeah. Let's go. yeah. So, all right, connectors, you know where to find me. Just hit me up, like me on Facebook, connect with me. I connect with you. New Yorkers, I'm here only for a couple of more days. BK? That's die. Do or die. See? I love it. I love it, but I gotta go. So, all right, y'all. Enough talking. Bye. Bye.